Welcome to the original and the best Power Hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcast of the Running Hook Podcast. Hello, and welcome to a long overdue edition of the Power Hour with myself, Alex Burr, and my great co-host, J.D. Hall. J.D., in the tradition of throwing curveballs, when you expect a fastball, Caleb Lynn, our good friend, brought to my attention last week that KFC had introduced a Jamal Murray meal. Now, the question is, first question, I suppose, is would you, I don't even know what the Jamal Murray meal consists of, so I want to ask you if you would eat it, because I don't even know what it is. My actual question... Why don't you go ahead and look that up for me real quick so we know. But my actual question is, if there was a place that had a J.D. Hall meal, like a restaurant that had that, what restaurant would you want to have that? Um, Oh, Chicago. The pizza joint. Okay. What kind of pizza would it be? Um, Grilled chicken. Pineapple. Um, thick crust, deep dish for sure. Um, let me see. I'd have had so much pizza, man. I'd, I'd have literally ate all you love pizza. Yeah, I do. Um, I never, wait, yes, I did. Um, what else? You don't eat red meat, so there wouldn't be anything like Yeah, that's 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 literally what I'm cutting out right now. Um so we're eliminating bacon, we're eliminating pepperoni, sausage. Um Let me see, you could really put anything on pizza at that. So like peppers, like onions, yeah, uh, mushrooms. I'll put some mushrooms, a couple peppers, not a lot. Um, What else? Then the sides. I got to have sides with it. Uh, Okay. Obviously, I'm having wings, but they'll be a a mixed wing set, like three buffalo, three barbecue, three mango habanero, and... That's nine. I'm going to do a 12. Why don't you just do four of each? That's probably. No, nah, I'm going to do a 12 piece. Then I'm going to have. Honey mustard. Okay. Then I don't hate it. What? What's my, the drink? My drink would be peach lemonade. Okay. Solid. I, I like that. Um, I'm going to go real simple for mine. I'm going to be sponsored by Jimmy John's. Mm. And their sandwich, the Turkey Tom, is my absolute go-to every time in Jimmy John's. Right. And I, I would just turn that into the Alex Burr. I, I think... <laughs> it's perfect, it, huh? You know, I, I, they, nothing needs to change. Maybe, um, you know, add a different kind of... M- maybe add like an extra kind of meat on there, but it's perfect the way it is. So, you know, I, I'm nice and simple. 
JD, I appreciate your pizza. It was well thought out. But there is a lot that we missed. Um, I oh, I felt the Jamal Murray meal too. Well, okay, what was it? Twelve original recipe chicken nuggets, dipping sauces, fries, and a drink. That's not terrible. At eleven seventy nine. That's that's pretty good value. All like for how expensive things are nowadays. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's terrible. I mean, you're getting um, more bang for your buck since they offering more right. um, chicken nuggets and then still come with fries and a drink. Absolutely. Um, just again, shout out to Caleb for helping come out, come up with that curveball because I, I thought the inspiration for it was brilliant. So again, shout out to you. Um, JD, I did cover a lot of what we missed since the last time we recorded. Um the Mavericks. <laughs> just real quick. I talked about the Mavericks personally. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Mavericks together. Just do you want to bury the Mavericks one last time? Yeah. Um, I think since we I, missed them for team weeks. I think I really should. Um once again, I, I have to say this. He's one of my favorite players to watch, and you know how much I talk about Kyrie Irving. But listening to Kyrie Irving come up with things like, well, we, this is a new situation. It's this, this, and that. Well, Kyrie, to me, that sounds like an excuse. For the simple reason, you asked to go there. And he's, he's so spoiled as a superstar. I don't think that he even understands that he his legacy as a player it, it's amazing right but he put his foot in his mouth time and time again as to the point now where I love Kyrie I love all that he does off the floor but I think Kyrie he must he must keep his mouth closed at this point because he comes out to he sounds like a liar and sounds like somebody that has an excuse when things don't go his way. And honestly, I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to continue to sit here and be marvel at how great he is at the game of basketball, but be blind to the the problems that he causes as far as he breaks up he breaks up teams and I mean he's played with top ten talent from the time he left Cleveland. He broke up the him LeBron Kevin Love bit three. With Boston they had a big five and Okay, the injury the first season to Hillman going Hayward, but the second season, they weren't bad. You playing with young guys still developing. You could have been Hillman, Kyrie right now, and Al Horford being the vets for Smart, Tatum, and Brown would still be an elite team even better now because you will have three guys that's average that can average 27 a night 
Like, that's what all of them did this season. They each averaged 27 a night. Two did it together. What I say, maybe their points go down to 25 a night. Because they all still going to get shots and they all can play with and without the ball. Kyrie Irving knows how to let the game come to him and he could take it over. Same thing with JB. Tatum is more, uh, he's the same way, but I say Tatum actually might need the ball a little more because uh, he's going to draw the most double teams due to his length. Kyrie will draw the most traps, but Tatum catching it in his spots will draw instant double teams. Kyrie broke that up. Oh, and, and for to both of those things, he said he would resign. Then he go to Brooklyn, where he gets to play with arguably the best player in the world at the time, uh, Kevin Durant. He get hurt versus Milwaukee. We all know. I had them beat in Milwaukee. He stay healthy. But the next season, we know Harden leaves. Okay, Harden leaves. You get swept by the Boston team that you was on. You get swept by your former team. A team that you had smoked the year before. Okay. This season come, they what, third seat? They they was like a high three, four. Kevin Durant took back his trade request to play with you. You didn't want Nash there. Nash got out of there. You was praising Jock Vaughn. Things seem to go the right direction, then boom. You ask out. You ask out, you get to Luka Doncic. You guys go from sit seed to not making the play in. Play great offensively but still couldn't outscore teams. And if you banking your head on outscoring teams, well, let's be honest. Y'all got two elite scores who can pass the ball at a high level and you still lose because y'all don't got defense. And y'all knew y'all wouldn't go have defense. Y'all knew they wouldn't go have size. But didn't they beat Phoenix and Utah last year without having size. Mm-hmm. So then it turns to Kyrie. Did you make this team better? And I say no. But yet he's steady. Oh, it's a new situation. It's this, this. When I listened to his acid interview, I almost vomited. It was disgusting. Then I have to, I don't blame Kyrie Irving. Don't get me wrong. I don't blame Kyrie Irving, but I'm just saying, shut up and play at this point. Because every time you say something that sounds like an excuse, and I call bullshit on it all. Luca has not made any steps in his game, in my opinion, outside of more efficient shooting. Still not the best, because he has to be a volume shooter. And I honestly don't think he has to be. I think Luca, we do the Luca magic and this, this, and that. But Luca should be averaging 
11 assists. I'm not blaming the pieces around him for missing shots. Because, honestly, Luka can make the game so much easier for everybody around him anyway. The attention that he dropped. Tim Hardaway Jr. should not be averaging anything less than 17 points. Uh, like, he he's a bucket. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a bucket. We've seen Josh Green and Jaden Hardy actually come in and get buckets. Um... I'm I'm not gonna put it on coaching because Luca loved Carlisle from not Carlisle. Who the coach? Um now uh, Ken. Yeah, J Kid. Luca loves J Kid. Kyrie loves J Kid from what I was reading and heard. But y'all put J Kid in a bad situation, to be honest. Cause now it look like he can't get you guys together because y'all two wanted to play together so bad. In the middle of a season where y'all both was actually in the playoffs race. And then for Brooklyn to still make it and Dallas not, it's real bad. It's real bad. And Dallas to fall five seeds down when Kyrie got there and Brooklyn only fall three. Um... That's pretty sick, man. What do you think of the NBA finding the Mavericks seven hundred fifty? I talked about it in my, in my monologue. But what do you think of the um, NBA finding the Mavs seven hundred fifty k for tanking the last two games of the season? Um, it wasn't enough. Wow. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think it was enough, mate. They have to feel that they have a billionaire owner who only getting richer. Um, you want to tank the end of the season. Why? Because you're not satisfied where y'all are and you had higher expectations. I I don't agree with the tanking at all. Play it out. Don't give don't give up just because it's a chance y'all can't make it because they could have beat the Clippers. I I agree. They had a shot. It would have taken OKC. I, OKC had to lose to Utah, and we saw they didn't lose to Utah. Um, but it, it still puts pressure on them to win. For sure. With a young team like that, you never know. Like, that pressure could have got to them. They could have rise to the okay, rose to the occasion. But it wasn't a necessary guarantee. And even oh, if it, it is, just play it out. You... Not only do your fans deserve that, but let your let the team get a self a chance. Don't go out, go out on your. This is something that boxers and fighters say: go out on your shield, go out being who you are. Don't roll over. It's embarrassing that there's ten teams that make the postseason, and you have a top, let's just say seven, eight player, and they you got don't make two it. top twenty players. <laughs> yeah. It's embarrassing. It's actually like now okay, every other team with two top 20 players made. Mm-hmm. I don't think what? there was a team with a top 20 player that missed it unless the player was hurt. And let me look at the standings real quick. I don't have the standings. Only, and, and to say this, I, I really want to 
put this in a perspective. You remember the Trey Young and Luca um, debate that was going on for years? Mm-hmm. AB, let me tell you something. Okay. Trey Young made the Eastern Conference Finals before Luca made the Western Conference Finals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until this season Trey Young had a all-star talent next to him, and they made it, right? Right. Trey Young was said to be the most overrated player in the NBA. But you want to know something? I, I think he's wonder. made his teams better than Luka has. That's... It's a wild thing to say. I don't think it's necessarily off-base. I think it's a conversation we should have in the offseason. But I, I don't think you're crazy. I mean, um, let's be honest. Yeah, Luka ran into Kawhi those two years, lost in Game 7. He didn't face Kawhi to get to the conference finals, right? Luca deserves credit for that, right? But Trey Young put out at that time, he put out MB and Ben Simmons. He put Ben Simmons out of the league, probably. Yeah, like we we could we could kind of blame Trey Young for Ben Simmons being traded because he was the one who faked like he was finna try to stop Ben from dunking. And he towed that up. And not only did they get to the conference finals, but they actually took some games from, they took games from Milwaukee. What did Luca and the Mavs do to Golden State last year? They took one game. All right. So Atlanta won more games versus Milwaukee than who ended up winning the chip that year, right? The Warriors. No, I'm saying the uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. And Luca took one game from the Warriors who ended up winning the chip. Trey Young wins. In that in that regard as well, so he got to these conference finals first. Well, he got to a conference finals first. He he won more games versus the team that eventually won a chip that year, and he made the playoffs this year with Dejounte Murray and Luca had Kyrie. I think. The offseason will be an excellent time to revisit this debate. But in the interest of time, JD, let's go ahead and move on because we got a lot to um discuss oh, yeah, in this episode. Definitely. Um let's would you do you want to start with the good news or do you want to start with the bad news before we get to the playoff series? I mean, I'm let's let's start with the bad because I, I wanna smell at some point. So <laughs> okay. So let's start in Washington with the milder bad news. Um, Tommy Shepard has been dismissed, I believe, was the word that was used. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you see those words, dismissed, mutual parting of the ways, that just means that's just a fancy word for fired. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. No one ever, there's no, like, no one's ever, like, 
And Stan Van Gundy said that before. No one's ever gone up to their boss and been like, hey, you know, I think we should, I think you should let me go. And they, they're like, I agree. No one's ever said that. It's, they're getting fired. But yeah. Tommy Shepard was, um, was fired. Um, JD, the Wizards haven't been over 500, I believe, since the year, the year after they did the, uh, was the, they did the blackout, right? Against the Celtics. Yeah, that was that. So I believe the year after that, they went over 500, but I don't think they've been over 500 since then. Um, their last four. So lottery, John Wall's last healthy season. Pretty much. Um, their last four draft picks have been Rui Hachimura, Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert, and Johnny Davis, who until like the last month of the season was looking like the biggest draft bust of all time and still might be. Who who knows? Uh-huh. Um I don't think Shepard did anything like really great in his whole tenure. I'm not saying he deserved to get fired, but I think Washington just needs to be bad for a couple of years, man. Like what's what, what good thing do they have going on in Washington right now? Yeah. Um, good question. Only answer I can provide you with is nothing free Bradley bill. Right now, the Wizards have, I believe, the eighth best lottery odds to get the first pick. Now, that's a lot, like, historically, the lot in this new system, that's been a lot better spot to be in than the, like, sixth spot where they always seem to be. But, yeah, if they don't get, like, Wembenyama or Scoop or whoever, it's going to be ugly. And they won't. Simply they won't. because... <laughs> What's in Washington, man? Who wants to play in D.C.? Exactly. Um, Kyle Kuzma probably does for a max contract, but... Yeah. If Let me ask you this, J.D., because we don't have to spend much longer on this, but do you think Shepard getting fired means that they're bringing back Porzingis and Kuzma on max contracts, or do you think those guys are going to be playing somewhere else next year? Um... I will hope that mean that they both leave. Um, just break it all up, man. Like build your young guys. It's oh, it's okay to be the OKC Thunder. There's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. Like, and Kristaps, they they may not get as much back as OKC did, but you would never know because. Porzingis is better than Rudy Gobert, and we see what Rudy Gobert got, uh, was traded for. Gobert was yeah. traded for nothing but shoot, everything more valuable than himself. Including a better center. My point exactly. So, you raise good points there. Um, I'd say probably... I'm sure you saw the rumors, JD. So you're not surprised by this, but if you weren't keeping up with the rumors, I'm sure this is shocking to you. Nick Nurse was fired yeah. um, today. Not a and surprise. I, I'm not surprised. You are not surprised if you've been, again, following the rumors, not surprising. But what I think is just weird is they fired two very successful coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, now nurse 
you could argue did it with Casey's players. Um, Outside of Kawhi and Danny. Well, I think what I'm starting to think more and more, because I love the way Casey coached in Detroit. And I, I think that's another thing too. We didn't, I didn't talk about on the monologue. Yeah. Casey, um, Casey, Casey and Silas. I mean, Silas are you, I mean, we, we don't have, we're not surprised Silas got fired. We knew that was coming. I didn't like the beginning it. of the season. You know, I was um, rooting for him all season. I didn't like it. I listen, it, it was bound to happen. I hope he latches on with a veteran team. That's all I'll say. I think he can coach. I just think that wasn't the team for him. Um, Casey, JD, I think Casey's a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, who got a raw deal in Toronto. They replaced him. They replaced Amar with Kawhi, who's just a way better player. Just not even on the same level in terms of caliber of player. And they win a championship. That team was a like a, almost a title contender with Amar, and then they become, you know... The eventual champs. They become the champions with Kawhi Leonard. I mean... I'm going to give Nurse a little bit of credit because he pushed a lot of great buttons in that playoff run. But I think Casey could have done that same thing. And I think a lot of the shine started to wear off on Nurse, especially once Lowry left. And now Lowry hasn't been great the last couple of years. But when you don't have that point guard who's like cleaning up your mistakes for you, JD, it's a lot harder to be. To look as good. Exactly. What are your thoughts on Nurse getting the sack in Toronto? He deserved it. I don't think that uh, he was as good as we all thought. Yeah, he made some nice adjustments, but it started to feel like those adjustments was more the players. We heard about Kawhi saying the adjustment is I'm guarding Giannis. We heard about Lowry going in and telling them who was open based off of the looks and they trusted him to make the place. So is it really a thing that Nurse was a good coach or he had veteran players that knew how to uh, see the game? And I think he was just in a situation where he had the luxury to have that. And so he looked better. And plus, I mean, generational, like, kind of coach on the floor player. I mean, Lowry, like you said, but also Mark Gasol. Mark I Gasol. mean, Mark Gasol. And- like, he had a great group of just peer veterans and... Abaka. Yeah, like, he had guys who went deep in the playoffs. He had a bunch of conference finalist players. Then he had two guys who knew what it took to win it. Mm-hmm. Ibaka been to the finals. Um I mean, comfort. Yeah, he been to the finals. Uh, Mark Green and Kawhi, like you said, they were champions. Mark and Lowry, Mark Lowry, who else? They had been the conference finals. Um, well, no, they was one game short of conference finals. Um, who else? I mean, that's pretty much the whole team. Well, look, no, Mark made one in Memphis, and then yeah, Mark Lowry- made Mark made one. Lowry ended up coming short. Um, I thought they did make they made it the year they made it in 2017 because LeBron oh yeah 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 you're right they did and see Uh, then you had Van Vliet and Siakam who was young but they were also part of those teams you had 
Norman Powell. Norman Powell was part of those teams. Um, OG wasn't healthy that year, but OG, like during the regular season, was a real big contributor for them. He definitely was. Then you had, and you got to think, Jody Meeks was around Kobe. Jody Meeks, Jody Meeks probably won't get any credit, right? But Jody Meeks been around a champion. He knew what that looked like. You know what the training looked like. He knew. So did Jeremy Lin. They may not have been the players, but who knows the value that those guys bring to a team unless you're in those locker rooms. Exactly. I could not put it any better uh, myself. Patrick McCall had just came off a uh, Back to back with the Warriors, and then won a third with with Toronto. So he had been around greatness and knew what the championship pedigree was, and he also played in both of those finals with the Warriors too. So they it, it was just a case where he had the right pieces, the right guys, and the coaching coaching is easy when. You really don't got to do too much. And these last couple of years, he kind of was running Siakam and Van Vliet into the ground. Like yeah, he was playing absolutely. those. It was kind of like Lou Wall and um, Joe Keem in Chicago. Like yeah. we've seen, you and I have seen this exact playbook before. Yeah. Two of our favorite players. And um, then we got to add this as well. Phil Handy had one him. Some rings as a trainer already. Mm-hmm. He had him on the staff. It, he was in a fortunate situation. I, I'm, I'm done with Nurse because I, I really believe that. Yeah, give him credit because he was the coach at that time, but he, 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 he just was part of the right. He came in at the right time to get the credit. He's your next as, Rockets coach, just so you know. Um, as long as it wasn't Doc Rivers, I think any other coach in the league at that time could have got them to a ring. Wow. Um, Nick Nurse, I, it sounds like all the smoke is that he's going to Houston. It sounds like Ime Udoka is probably going to be the next coach of the Raptors. Um, so it'll be interesting to monitor that. I don't, well, I'll believe those when I see it, but. Um, Let's get to the awards, JD. I briefly talked Jaron Jackson Jr. for Defense Player of the Year. Um, I had, had him, him as well. Yeah, yeah. That's that was. I mean, listen, he was blocking so many shots, and he's already looking like a monster on the defensive side. We'll talk more about him. He's going to be a guy we talk about on that. But I mean, no dispute from you, right? That's pretty pretty yeah. good pick. Yeah, no, it, it was easy. Okay, another pretty good easy pick. Um, Mike Brown for Coach of the Year. Um, um, I think we already had said that. Yeah, there, there's no dispute. I mean, what they did in this regular season, absolutely incredible. Um, and then six man of the year came out yesterday. Yeah. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to. JD, do you care about this clutch player of the year award? Um, <laughs> nah, it's regular season. Exactly. I, I don't really care about it either, but De'Aaron Fox did win it, so I, good for him, I guess. Yeah. Um, did you know it, it came out, him and Tyler Hero had the same amount of points in the fourth quarter, though? I mean, at the listen. end of the season. 
I was like, you know what? Tyler Hero is a clutch player. Hey, you want to talk about... I guess we should talk about the Tyler Hero injury. Um, I, I brought it up briefly on the monologue, but... I want to get your opinion on this. Let me let me talk about um, six man real quick though. So Malcolm Brogdon wins six man of the year. JD, uh-huh. is that was that who your eventual winner was? Only after Norm Powell got hurt. Yeah, it was it was kind of really him and no one else at that point. Yeah, everybody had been hurt or situations changed. So yeah, it, it was it became a. I me versus me race. Yeah. Quick, everyone was talking about quickly, but all of quickly's best games were when he was starting. And I feel like that should count for something when you're talking about six man of the year. Call me crazy. Yeah. Same thing with Jordan Poole. <laughs> exactly. Um, now Tyler hero. Okay. During the broadcast, Reggie, I, I didn't watch the broadcast, but I heard Reggie was trying to say that Jordan Poole's or no, Jordan, well, you said Jordan Poole. I made me think of Jordan Poole. Um, Tyler Hero was a bigger loss for Miami than Giannis was for the Bucks. And JD, I don't think he's crazy for saying that. I agree. Um, is Giannis a better player? Without a doubt, yes. Yeah. However, especially the way Middleton was playing in game one. Uh-huh. Um, the way Drew can play, the way Brooke can play. Milwaukee Bobby. has guys that Bobby. Um, Joe Ingles can fill up the can they, put it in the hole. Um, they still have pretty much their championship team, right? Miami, though, JD, they have Jimmy, and who else do they have? Like, Bam, you can't rely on to get playoff baskets. It's been we've seen this for he finally did now. in game two, but that was a horrible game. Listen, he, I love Bam. Okay, you know he's one of my Great. favorite players. Mm-hmm. But in the playoffs, he's just not a guy who can create a shot for you. He's in the regular season he can do that, but in the playoffs it's a whole different beast. He's not aggressive what... enough. So I, I just wanted to, you it seems like you agree with me that Tyler Hero oh, yeah. bigger loss. They need and it sounds sh- like they need the shooting in general, but the playmaking, the shot creation, the he got. He became a timely defender. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, Tyler Hero stepped into a place of well. You remember he said he was on the same level as behind Tatum. No, he's not. But we can't say he's a tier under them, which is still very good, and he's only getting better. I mean, he's to me like I, I don't know if I'd go that high. <laughs> But he's like on that level now. Like, so this year, 20 points a game, um, 44% from the field, 38% from three. I mean, pretty good. Like, you know, nothing to sneeze at, like for a whole season. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get that from Duncan Robinson. You're not going to get that from Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry. You know, you're like, that's just per 20 points you're just losing now. And that's the difference between Miami and Milwaukee. Now, Giannis is giving you 30 and whatever, but you can still replace that 30 with, you know, Bobby can give you five more points. Middleton can give you two more points. Drew can give you three. You know, you can chip away at those points. Uh-huh. Um, 
Miami just doesn't have that. I think, I think honestly, I'd be surprised if Miami wins two more games in the series. I don't, I think it's done. I, I love Jimmy, but I don't think they have a chance with that hero. They just don't have enough offense. Yeah, it's, it's extremely tough. Uh, I hate to say it, but I kind of agree. Um, since we're, we might as well just get your quick thoughts on the East now before we dive into the West. Um, should they even play game four of Boston, Atlanta? Um, they're playing game three as we speak. I, have, I don't even have the box score pulled up, but I'm guessing it's Celtics by a lot. If not, then it will be Celtics by a lot. The, the Hawks aren't on the Celtics level. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, honestly, that's the series I don't want to waste too much of my breath on because <laughs> I don't think Atlanta brought in the right coach. I don't think they equipped to um, beat Boston. I just want to say shout out to um, their players, especially DeJounte Murray. And congrats on being a new father, another father to another baby girl. And yeah, get ready for next season. Congratulations, Jante. Um, happy for you. Sixers Nets, another series I don't really want you to waste your breath on, but um, again, they don't really need to bother playing game four, right? We can just go home. Yeah, I do want to say this. This is the only thing I want to say. The NBA soft as hell. Um, I wouldn't eject it harder. Um, I wouldn't eject it um, classed it. be definitely a flagrant foul um, and attack. But, yeah, like, it's it's playoff basketball. Get y'all panties out your ass. And then um, the series that's probably worth talking about, Knicks-Cavs. Um, but game two, JD, the Cavs really took it to the Knicks. It wasn't even close. Um, very, very aggressive. And, um, that's the only one we can't talk about AB. So thank you. Yeah. It's listen. I don't think the Knicks, if the Knicks are going to come out like that in games three and four, they, they, they just don't have a shot. And I thought what was brilliant about what the Cavs did in game two is that they actually let Garland play instead of being like, oh, it's Thank Mitchell you. time, it's Mitchell time. Thank um, you. Mitch Garland's not just a spot-up shooter. Mitchell's not just a spot-up shooter. Your offense is going to work better when they're both sharing the basketball. And moving. Right. Both of them moved and relocated a lot. And Levert, too. Levert, that was probably his best playoff game. Yeah, yeah, ever. absolutely. Man, and you know what? I would say his easiest to get them points. He did not have to do what he was doing in Brooklyn. He was able to just play his game, and I loved it. Um, Obviously, not many people had the pleasure of being in front of Darius Garland as his defender. But I did. Yes, it was a long time ago, but it's one thing that I can tell you. Speed kills. That man was the fastest person on both sides of the floor, and it was crucial for Cleveland. Um, I don't care what nobody got to say about Donovan Mitchell. Only person worth talking about in game two is Darius Garland. 
Donovan Mitchell went crazy in game one, which I expected. But let me just say this. Cleveland go where Darius Carlin drives them. And I'm going to leave you with that one. So we're thinking, I think we're in agreement here. Obviously, um, Sixers Celtics second round for that series. But we're, we're also in agreement, I assume, Bucks, Cavs. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, honestly, I, I just want to see Mobley versus Giannis. That's going to be exciting. I, um, and, and Drew, I want to see Drew Forrest Donovan Mitchell left. Oh, God. Yeah, this will be his first time playing Drew, huh? Oh, that's going to be exciting. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the Timberwolves versus the Nuggets. So, so far, we oh, are dear God. two games into the series. Um, game three is tonight um, in Minnesota. Game one was an absolute drubbing, 109 to 80. Game two was a lot closer, but not in the first half. Um, Anthony Edwards and Co. pulled them a lot closer, but 122-113 Denver in game two. Um, JD, if Anthony Edwards is going to score 41 and you still lose, I don't really think there's a way <laughs> that we could take Minnesota seriously. Um, let's just ask a question here. Was their season over when Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson? Um... I want to say this. I love Kyle Anderson. Can't stand where to go, Bell. And I've heard more compliments about Kyle Anderson than I had about Rudy Gobert. And people have to remember, they both came this season. And Anthony Edwards praises Kyle Anderson. I never heard him say too much about Gobert. Now, as Reed came out and said, we know why we're losing. And I think we can all make the inference that it's Rudy Gobert. So to punch a teammate because you chose to play with a hurt hand or fingers while complaining about everything, like Gobert just complained about everything and he ended up to be nothing this is a team that made the playoffs last year and pushed Memphis to seven. This is a team that has a top three skilled big man. And you being next to him is diminishing him. You're not a bonus to any team right now. And honestly, he deserves the Hassan Whiteside treatment. Probably at a more disrespectful rate for the simple fact Matt's player a Matt's player AB and this is what he's doing but shout out to Denver I hate the organization but shout out to them for busting Rudy Gobert ass I mean they've consistently done it I mean remember that one game I think it was in the 21 the 2021 season when Rudy's like, oh, guarding Jokic will be no problem. And then Jokic almost dropped 50 on him. 
Yeah. Like to prove a point. Yeah, Jokic literally dominated him, man. Jokic hasn't even been trying to dominate this this series. Like, you know it's bad when Carl Anthony Towns is the primary defender for Jokic from the start of the tip. As if Gobert hasn't won defensive player of the year award multiple times. It shows you right there. He's he's nothing but a big fraud and a crybaby. Well, I, game two is the one to talk about here um, because that was probably the pivotal game of this series. If Minnesota wanted to win this series, they had to win game two. Um, Edwards dropped 27 points in the second half. Pretty good, right? You know, nothing to sneeze at. Shut up, Ed. Um, Jamal Murray had 22 in the second half. Uh-huh. Jamal Murray, do you, do you want to take JD? Tell me. Jamal Murray probably is not a top 10 point guard, I would say. But when his back is against the wall, I don't know what it is. This dude, when his back is against the wall, is like a top 10 player in the NBA. I don't know what happens, but we saw it in the bubble. The bubble is the last time we saw it, but we're seeing it now, too. I mean, hell, in the 2019 play, or 20, was it 2019 when they played against Portland? He was, he wasn't great, but he wasn't like, he had a lot of clutch moments in that series. Um, Yeah. When his back is against the wall, JD, this man steps up to the plate time and time again, (laughs) and he will come through. And it's just amazing that this guy doesn't play for two years and then in his second playoff game back. And it's not like the Wolves, even with, you know, this shell of their team without their best defender who punched a wall um, in a story that didn't get talked about at all. Um, shout out to Jaden McDaniels. Um, it's not like the Wolves are a bad defensive team. And Jamal just dropped 40 on their ass. Like, absolutely. Um. I think he's been great. Again, him playing off Jokic is just why it works. The two-man game. But yeah. I think that, J.D., if they get this Murray for a whole playoff run, I think you, I think a lot of my doubts about Denver are kind of not out the window because there's obviously the defense, right? Uh-huh. But I think a lot of the other doubts I had about particularly Murray are out the window if he keeps playing like this. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, with what Jamal Murray has, he's somebody that I say confidence should never waver. Streaky or not streaky, when he put that ball in the bucket, forty points is easy, and I think just pairing him with a guy like Jokic who is probably one of the best offensive players in the league over, like, an all-around sense. You love it. I hate the team and organization, but those two guys, man, they they won two games, well, won five games, five, one, however you want to call it. It's almost unstoppable. And the only time I saw success was when Kawhi guarded Jokic and PG guarded Murray so they could switch and they used length in front of Jokic. 
outside of that, I haven't seen nobody with nearly any success. And even with that, the Clippers still lost the game. So exactly. Um. Also, I want to shout out Michael Porter Jr., who's been looking pretty good all year. Um. I just, I think he's deserved a shout out. Um. Really, the whole Nuggets starting five has looked really good all year. Um, but JD, I think you brought up the most, the third most skilled big man. I think that's what you called him. Okay. Um, we need to talk about. Him. He's not had a good, he's not had a good series so far. Um, now it's only been two games, but through the two games, we're averaging. Ten and a half points a game, eleven rebounds on twenty nine point six percent shooting, twenty five percent from three. Um, he's got more turnovers than made field goals, almost as many fouls as made field goals. Eight made field goals for those of you counting at home. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. If he's like you know if he's still dealing with the remnants of the injury, if he's like needing to find his space with the other two guys, because it seemed like they found a pretty good rhythm when it was just Ant and Rudy out there for as much as you don't like Rudy. But it seems like when it was like Ant, Rudy, McDaniels, um, Anderson, Prince, like that group, yeah. Conley. It's, it's honestly just too many players in and out and trying to get back to it is going to be difficult and it's going to be a lot. And like I said, Rudy being on that flow on the offensive end hinders that team, especially a guy like Cat. I mean, Rudy wasn't even bad in game two, though. That was the like on offense. He had almost yeah, 20 points. Who do you live with scoring 20? Him or Cat? Yeah, but see, if I have Cat scoring 20, I want him scoring like 25. You know, yeah, but, but still, who do you expect that from? It's, it's a fair point. I, and what do teams do in the playoffs? We want the most non-score to score. I definitely agree. I mean, look at who's scoring a lot of points in the Suns Clippers series. We'll talk. We'll talk about that in a later. Um, but you're not. You're hardly getting anything from Conley. You're hardly getting. Any, again, if McDaniel's was healthy, that probably shifts this conversation. I actually, McDaniel's to me is a huge loss. Um, because he was giving them a big punch offensively. Right. <laughs> the punch pun was not intended, by the way. Um, but he was breaking out on both sides of the ball this year, offense and defense. I'll still probably have him making an all defense team. Um, but his, I mean, I'm just going to say, there's no really other way to frame it. His, I don't know why he punched that wall. You can be mad all you want, but punching a wall when your season's on the line, when you're probably your, I, I, I think it's safe to say Jaden McDaniels is probably their third most important player at this point. Is that safe to say? Um, no. Only Fourth? because, yeah. Only reason I don't give them third is because I think with Conley and Gobetta, either one of them can do could be that guy. I think he's just because of what he can do on defense and with what the way he can score, 
he's a better scorer than Conley or Gobert or Anderson at this point. You can make a case all those guys are better than him, maybe. But I think the scoring he gives is just... That's what elevates him over the other guys. That's why, to me, he's more important. And I think him taking himself out of that situation, I don't know what compelled him to punch that wall, but it was just such a bad idea. And, you know, he's young. I think he's only 22, but it's bad judgment. We haven't seen someone do that since Amari Stoudemire. Well, technically, we saw it with Blake Griffin, but we didn't see that. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I don't really care for it, JD, but that is what it is. Um, is there anything else really to talk about in this series? No. <laughs> this series was not the, um, the best. Do the Wolves win a game? Um, say that last part again, maybe. Do the Wolves win a game? No. I think that's pretty fair. Um, the Wolves and Nuggets play tonight later. Um, probably around when I'm going to put this pot out. So if the Wolves go, or sorry, if the Nuggets go up 3-0, don't be surprised because JD and I told you that would probably be the, because AB and JD said so. Um, exactly. Now we're going to talk about the Lakers and Grizzlies series. And this one is a doozy, JD. Um, game one, Lakers won 128-112 in a game that was not that uh, um, not that much of a blowout. And then they lost or the Grizzlies won game two, 103-93. What do you think of that? Um, what do you think of that series? Um, Lakers blew a moment. <laughs> Could have completely flushed Memphis in game two. But they did it. Um, Anthony Davis is playing injured. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now only because I know it's coming. And I know it's going to be something crazy. Um, Ja is upset what happened to him, but Tyus Jones ready for the moment. Uh, shout out Dylan Brooks. He's annoying and crazy, but the fact that he was bold enough to say that about LeBron, if LeBron don't go at him and try to kill him every play, Dylan Brooks won again. Yeah. Um, LeBron has to drop 40 in game three now. Like, there's no other way around that. But I don't know if he can. He's been looking regular. Yeah. Um now I'll say Reeves has looked pretty good. Um I agree that AD might on on offense he's not looking great, but on defense he's been still a monster. But no, no. Um you're not gonna get what you got from Rui in game one. There's just no way. I think the thing with the Lakers for me, JD, I still think I favor them to win the series. And here's why. I don't think the Grizzlies can compete with them inside. I don't think that they can. Like, here's my thing, right? If they had Clark and Adams, it'd be a different story. But they don't have either of those guys right now. We, we don't know when Adams is coming back. 
Um, right. The Lakers are a huge, like compared to the Grizzlies, they're a huge team. If Jaron Jackson gets too many fouls, and right now he's keeping the fouls in check, and he's played amazing so far. 24 and a half points a game, seven boards, three and a half assists, two and a half blocks a game. Um, but if he can't stay on the floor, and we know that's going to happen at some point, we know he's going to get in foul trouble. Is Xavier Tillman and Santi Aldama going to do the trick inside? Absolutely not. Aldama don't need to touch the floor. Exactly. But who's who's the alternative at the four, GD? Are you going to play 6'4", David Roddy? Are you going to play Kenny Lofton Jr.? Are you going to play Zaire Williams? Zaire Williams barely played this year. I don't yeah, know. No. I don't know what the solution is. Do you have a solution at the four, or do you think they're just screwed? Like I do. Uh, they just, I, yeah, don't want to be bothered. Uh, they know they, they pretty much walk in. They, they, they living on bar time. They don't walk in there. Exactly. And who's to say when Ja even plays again? Um, Ja hurt his hand drawing a charge or not drawing a charge. Um, he drove into the lane. Who took the charge again? I don't remember. Um, someone took a charge and he hurt his hand, right? That's some kind of hand injury. Um, and he did not play in game two. They won this without him. JD, I'm sure you'll appreciate what I'm about to say. Since Ja went out, I think this has kind of become Jaren's team. And I don't think Ja knows how to... Ja has been kind of playing weird since he's come back from his suspension. I'm sure you've noticed. But even in game one, it's not like he was dominating. He only had 18 and 6 in 30 minutes. Old Ja would have like 26. Um, and he only had two assists. I don't know what's going on. But he needs... If When he comes back, he needs to be more aggressive. Because he and Jared and Desmond can all be aggressive and they can all get their shots without it being like, oh, you know, one of us is taking shine away from the others. Especially with the way Desmond and Jared can play off the ball. They can play on and off the ball. I don't understand. There's like a way you can share here. I just, I'm confused, I guess would be my thing. But, um, JD, who do you have winning this series and in how many games? Um... Memphis and seven. You think Memphis can pull through despite the size advantage? Yeah. Is it just you don't trust LeBron or is it something else? Because um, for me, I, I'm going Lakers in six. I, I had the Lakers this since, but yesterday showed me a lot. Interesting. I just think the Lakers will overwhelm them with size. Um, you know, really big party town, Memphis is. The Lakers probably hit the clubs all night. Um, but in all seriousness, I just think that the Lakers are going to pull through. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Kings Warriors. Um, we got three games down in this one. And we got the most controversial moment of the NBA playoffs happening in this one. Um, Kings are up 
they won game one, 126-123, won game two, 114-106, and then the Warriors won game three, 114-97. Um, game two, Draymond stopped, stomped on Sabonis' chest, uh-huh. was suspended for game three. It's as if it did not matter. JD, what was your... I, we didn't talk about this. I wanted to save this till the actual series. What was your opinion of the whole Sabonis thing? Um, for me, I would probably say the suspension I wouldn't have went with. Um, personally, I think... Sacramento has been a beneficiary to multiple calls and um, great help from the refs and crucial games and moments. Like, don't get me wrong. Sacramento deserve nothing but, like, the world's amounts of great credit, right? You know, because if we look at what they did, they have been dictating the pace. They have been the aggressors. They have been in the games. They have been leading the games. If they sure they're not this, they not out of the games outside of game three. But what pisses me off is the refs taking that joy away from watching them beat the Warriors or compete with the Warriors at the level that they have when they play that big of a role. And with the Draymond Green situation, I'm sorry, but okay, we can say excessive, but had Draymond still ended up and tried to step over him and uh, his foot came down, which what would have happened, he still would have ended up getting suspended. It, it had nothing to do with how hard he really stumped him. It's because it was Draymond Green. But Sabonis wrapped up his foot. We give a tech for that. Um, I don't agree with that. Um, Malik Monk grabbed his leg the game before. I saw, when, I saw it when he... Uh, when I was watching game one and I just have to say like if we not holding all parties accountable don't throw somebody out for a full game and it's just that Draymond Green his left foot was kind of underneath or partial to being underneath um Sabonis, so he couldn't use that leg. The right leg was being held. Jumping up, he still would have landed or kicked him. What is it for him to do? Because Sabonis ain't let go as soon as he got up, (laughs) picked that foot up. He let go when he realized the foot was coming down. I think that the solution, well, I don't think Draymond, if his name wasn't Draymond Green and if he wasn't doing like, you know, if he wasn't trying to rev up the crowd WWE style, I don't know if he gets suspended. Like if it was like, well, let's just do someone else on the team. If it was like Jonathan Kaminga who did this, yeah, I don't know if he gets suspended. But also Jonathan Kaminga wouldn't, you know, try to be a heel. You know, Draymond is playing it up. Um basically slapping Adam Silver in the face. Adam Silver had to do something. Like, you know, we rag on Silver as much as anybody, but he kind of had to do something. He was going to look incredibly weak in that spot. Um, I think that most instances, 
the league has shown that they're going to just eject the guy and that'll be their like punishment sight unseen. But <sighs> it's really murky gray area that you could really talk me into either way. I don't, it was a bit excessive from Draymond, but you're right. Like where was he supposed well, either way, it would have ended up making contact with Sabonis and they probably still would have found a way to eject him and still probably would have found a way to your points well made. Um, but also I'm sure you've noticed watching the games, it's just been really chippy down there between him and Sabonis. Yeah, of course. But, and, but I mean, AB playoff basketball, mm-hmm. two grit and grinding players. This is what you expect. Because let me say this. Well, how many times Serge Ibaka hit Blake Griffin in the nuts? I've never saw him throughout of a game. And we, I recall Blake jumping and Ibaka throwing an elbow. He was not throughout of a game. This I remember was, that. This was also under um, Adam Silver. Yeah, he, was, but- he wasn't throughout the game. Um, I'm sorry, like, I just it's playoff basketball, hard foul, tackle them, toss them to the side, let it go. Suspension when he when he's honestly he was just as vulnerable as Sabonis. Yeah, it's it's a real tricky situation all around. Like I said, I could be talked into a lot of things. I don't think you're off base. I don't think a lot of people who are saying like he deserved the suspension or off base either. It's a lot of different ways you could go. Um, as long as you're using the right logic. And I think, you know, just depends. Some people aren't. That's why I say that. Um, De'Aaron Fox, JD has been a monster in this series. Right. And I feel like we should give him a spotlight, especially on, on defense. He's been like top locking stuff and he's been coming over the screens real hard, fighting real hard. Um, on offense, 29 points a game. Um, and uh, I think he had a record for a playoff debut or something mm. like that. I don't know. They, yeah. There's all these records I can't keep track of. But he was amazing in game one. Um, and I, I've been trying to say for the last couple of years, I never gave up on Fox. I, You know, I've always thought Fox is that guy. I'm really happy to see him thriving in a playoff setting. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I say this? Yes. I don't know if you recall, but A.B., at the end of last season, who said Sacramento was making the playoffs? Oh, you did. Thank you. A lot of people do not, do not, uh, did not believe in them. But I called for them to make the playoffs. I knew that they would. And I'm so glad that they did because, honestly, it was about that time. And and it, I'm just I just appreciate how they not taking a moment for granted. Um, I I agree one thousand percent. Uh, there's a lot of different ways we could go with this, but I want to ask, how concerned are you with Golden State? Um, pretty close in Game One. Everything kind of spiraled after Dre got ejected in game two. But then game three, um, they go back to Oracle. Um, and it's 
I, I could have predicted that from a mile away. Young team goes on the road for the first time, doesn't know how to win on the road in the playoffs, and they get destroyed on the road. I'm talking about the Kings, of course. But still, um, the Kings look like they've shut down the Warriors' half-court offense, something that a lot of teams haven't done. Would you be concerned if you're the Warriors? Or are you just like, okay, this is cool. Um, this is going to be fine. How are you feeling if you're the Warriors heading into the back half of the series? I honestly just give credit uh, where it's due to Sacramento, but I embrace the aspect as the Warriors that, hey, man, we we never been down 2-0 before. And this is our chance to just show why we champions in the first place. Like we going down to Oh, two, it put them in a situation where if they overcome it, they didn't seen every situation and overcame. It. They came down from the three, one They, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they just a team I'm going to believe in. We, we, we saw them, rally when they needed to multiple times. So I'm just appreciative. I love it. Um, can I just say the only reason I'd be concerned, I feel like they're playing into the King's hands a little bit. And uh, I want you to counter with this and then we'll move on to predictions and the sun series. Um, I feel like they're playing into the King's hands a little bit in that they're not going to the basket at all. The Kings or the Warriors are bombing threes in the series. They're taking, I think, the second most threes a game so far. I think the Bucks are taking more. Um, but they're taking the second fewest twos a game. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's playing right into Sacramento's hands. Sacramento has a ton of dogs on the perimeter. Okay. Um, their weakness is what have I been saying all year? I love Sabonis on offense, but on defense, he's Yeah, he ain't stopping nothing. Exactly. So why aren't the Warriors driving more? And I understand Steph is 35. Um, he's not going to be able to get to the rim the same way he used to. Right. I, it's, that's part of the terror. Well, yeah, he just turned 35. Okay. I was like, is he 35? Um, but he needs to go to the basket more. Wiggins needs to go to the basket more. Um, this whole team, JD just needs to go to the basket more and they aren't doing that. And I think that's playing right into the King's hands. And it's why the Kings, I think, are so successful at stopping them right now. What do you think about that? Um, I agree to an extent. Um, it's just the Warriors. Like that's that's Golden State. They they love to shoot, and a lot of the shots they miss in our shots they they usually make. You know that they comfortable making at that. Um, so I. I can't, I, I can't be too hard on them. Well, I just like to see them attack the basket a little more. Um, shout out Looney, who played, who's been playing great um, since last playoffs. I mean, Looney has been shutting down Sabonis. I mean, he shut him down in game one. Game two, he wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily shut down. But game three, I thought Looney was great again. Um. What's your prediction for this series? Uh, it goes seven, go to state. 
I still agree with that. Um, all Golden State has to do is win one on the road, and they have more experience in Sacramento. And as good as Sacramento was the first two games at home, I think they're going to get more and more rattled as the series goes along, and Golden State keeps punching back. Because yeah. um, Golden State didn't quit in the first two games as the going got rough, so it'll be interesting to see. And JD, the last um, series we have to talk about today, Clippers Suns. The Suns are up two one right now. Um, Clippers won game one, one fifteen, one ten. Suns then won the next two, one twenty three, one oh nine, then one twenty nine, one twenty four. JD, this series has been a lot of twists and turns. Um, Kawhi Leonard, your favorite player, didn't play game three with a um, injury. Broke my heart. But the Clippers still almost won in spite of that. Um, what's your read on this series so far? Um, <laughs> uh, AB, you, you, you know... I'm about to piss some people off, right? Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, best player in the series. Healthy Clippers win every game. Oh, this series, absolutely. If Paul George is healthy, they even with Kawhi out in the last game, they win quite easily. Yeah, yeah. Like if Kawhi played last game, they win. This is my thing. Injuries are part of the game. But teams are very fortunate when not just Kawhi get hurt, but the Clippers get hurt. Like anybody on that team. Because they have so much depth that the only way you beat them is if PG or Kawhi are one of those guys missing. They have that much depth. And you put Kawhi or PG on that floor last night and they win. Like maybe by double digits. Because if Norm Powell and Russ could ban for 75, I mean 72, I'm sorry, you need what? Eight to 10 points from Kawhi and Paul George? I mean, they need eight to 10 points. There's no reason Eric Gordon can't score 15 next game. There's no reason that Batum can't give you another three. There's no reason. Absolutely. And then another thing, I want to say this. Zubak has been outplaying Aiden outside of game two. I think that, um, man... Phoenix should be very fortunate. I see a bunch of cracks in their game. Um, Devin Booker should feel lucky that Paul George isn't the one guarding him because he's not killing Paul George like that. He 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 simply isn't. He should be grateful that Kawhi was the one guarding KD and that they've been doing all they can to get Russ off of what uh, Book. Because Westbrook was locking up Book. Like, I'm sorry, but I think the Clippers' aggressiveness and how strong Westbrook and Kawhi defend those top guys, it put them in a place of 
feeling so uncomfortable. They was they miss shots they usually make and the relentlessness. The Clippers guard them very relentlessly. If Talu was a little bit more reckless in his coaching, which I think he should be just a little bit. In certain moments, I take out Zoo and put Covington, and I'm blitzing Devin Booker every screen. I'm blitzing him, everyone, just like Dallas did. They forced turnovers, and they made DeAndre Ada try to meet the moment. Chris Paul already gave the one game he could. He gave the one game he could. Outside of that, Chris Paul has not been very good. Tory Craig gave his one game already. Booking, know, he was pretty decent last night. Yeah, but I'm saying the one game that that role player steal for you. Like, you know, I, he I like, like the case. He's kind of stole last night's game, too, because if he doesn't put in 15, they lose by 10. Like, yeah, but the Clippers missed a lot of shots for a while, too. I that I that's that's that's, that's that's my only argument for that. I think um I think his play was very good, but I mean when you when when the team is only playing six guys, you you looking for him to average in between twelve and fifteen because Chris Paul barely putting up shots. Aiden is terrified. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, though, because it's not what we expect from him, per se. But it is always that one role player that we know should get you 12 to 15. I think it's just him in this series. That's how I was looking at it. But I, I completely agree with you uh, as far as you could argue last night was him as well. Right. But, uh, I think last night, too, you were talking about Aiton. Um, and this whole series hasn't been great from him. I don't think he's had more than I don't think he's had more than twenty in any no. of the games. No. Um, last night they went super small in the fourth. I don't think they had a guy taller than six five out there. No, uh, um, you talk about the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Terrence. Yeah. It was Terrence Man, Russ, Bones Highland, Bones Norman, Gordon. and Eric Gordon. And they were crashing the glass hard. They were poking the ball away from Aiden when he was trying to get rebounds. It was yeah. pathetic. The there only thing, no- the only thing that hurt them was they couldn't get a defense rebound that led to a three. The Suns did double up on rebounds. They hit the offensive glass hard in the um, fourth. They had eight. They had eight offensive rebounds. Um, but other than that, if they didn't, but three of those were from a Kogi. For one of them from Craig. I mean, Aiden did have two offensive rebounds, but still, the point stands. Um, one defensive rebound. You gotta clean up the defensive glass. You, if they're playing a super small lineup, you should have six rebounds that quarter. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Lou goes back to that again and has Kawhi at the five. Um, even, even if it's not Kawhi. I don't think that Marcus Morris or Batum 
Well, Marcus Morris only had five, but I don't think Batum missed every shot again. And I think that one of them being in just the length that they could provide at the five, along with a Kawhi. And we know Wes Westbrook go bring that energy. We know Norm Powell brings high energy. They'll get they'll get one of those rebounds. I thought Russ was great last night. Yeah, um, Russ Russ had a terrible offensive night the first game, but games two and three he's been a monster. And the defense and the um, especially the crashing the glass. Like he hasn't game one, he was a lot more effective actually getting the offensive rebounds, but his activity down there, yeah, and making stuff happen. Um, he's just been really good this series. Um, a shocker for those of us who thought thought he was still actually good. <laughs> um, I was like, you know. I don't buy into this Russ's bad stuff. I was like, I think this is a bad fit in, with the Lakers. And mm-hmm. look at me, I'm being proven right in spades. I love it. Um, you know, I'm a big Russ fan. Same here. And I want to um, point out one thing. I blame Russell Westbrook a lot um, for the, his his play in OKC and playoffs. You know, I went on that, that rant to prove um, somebody wrong who I re- keep nameless but I can say this I've been so in love with what he's been doing this series that I want to apologize for even mentioning all the bad I want to apologize for even mentioning it because he's been that good And he's due to health reasons. They may not win this series, but it will not be on him. Let's let's talk Suns real quick. Okay. If if you're the Suns, are you just a little concerned that it's taking this much effort to beat a Kawhi-less Clippers team? And more so, are you concerned that Booker had 45, KD had 28? Um, and you only won by five. I, I like obviously bigger picture questions, but it's not like Booker and Katie have been bad the first two, three games, Mm-mm. but they like, they needed the most run than these last three games and they've played like 40 some minutes. Yeah. It's just showing that. Okay. You remember when we first talked, when they first traded for Katie, we said whoever out there with, they main four gonna have to step up. That guy stepped up, and Chris Paul and Aiden has, for the most part, not been effective, right? Right. And I think the reason being, Chris Paul is even more relaxed. Forget the not being able to make certain shots that he used to make and all that. Chris Paul is so relaxed now because. I don't have to do nothing but pass the ball. I got great scoring book, great scoring KD. I got Aiden in a pick and roll, Tory Craig a hustler or go spot up. He's super relaxed. DeAndre Aiden don't understand that to get the ball, you have to show dominance. You have to show relentlessness. You can't show any weakness or fear and Honestly, the only reason he looked good last game was because they gave him that 12 to 15 float foot floater time after time. 
Nobody was putting a body and banging on him. When Kawhi did, he it was a turnover. When he when the first game, when Zoo did, Aiden looked like he he didn't want to be on the floor. Plan plan a rotation of six guys. You asking a lot out of them. And yeah. honestly, it's only gonna get tougher after the first round. And the only reason y'all up in the first round is due to injuries. You should be terrified going into the next series, regardless of who it is, even if it's the Lakers who won't be able to guard them, or even if it's Memphis who won't be able to guard them. But they both of them the nuggets. Okay, and yeah, I was finna name every team, but yeah, e- even if it's um, Minnesota, who wouldn't be able to guard them, even if it's obviously Denver, no matter who it is, they play deeper than you, and that's enough to beat you. Since a six-man rotation trying to run deep into the playoffs. It's not good. You don't want to have too long of rotation, but you don't want to have that short of one. Because that means your top guys not only playing 40 minutes, but the bumping, the bruising, the the little ticky tacks. It's as much physical that they are going to take on. The mental starts to become a challenge. People don't believe in Devin Booker's mental. People don't believe in Chris Paul's mental. They don't believe in DeAndre Ames' mental. We believe in KD mental when it comes to on the floor, not off the floor. All of those things will come into effect the deeper that you go. Dylan Brooks getting into getting under people's skin. Aaron Gordon getting under people's skin. Um, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, Anthony Edwards. Aaron these, Gordon? I said Aaron Gordon. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. Sorry. These these are all guys that's going to play into you. They're very physical. And honestly, they all irritate defenders because they play good defense, right? But now you got to sure. look. Now you got to look on the other side. They don't fear y'all. Only person on that court that strike fear is Kevin Durant. But he's not even playing to his level. He's allowing Book to do that. But when they come time for KD to do it, ah, uh-uh. we saw Kevin Durant still take the back seat for other guys. You won't win playing that way, Phoenix. Um, and I think to add on to your point, Denver is out for blood. I don't think I think they think they're better than Phoenix, especially after the twenty-one playoffs. Um, I mean, I bet you they think if Porter or Murray was healthy that year, they beat Phoenix. Um, and just to add, like, I think a lot of those other teams, I want to say real quick about the Clippers, just, uh, Kawhi's been amazing on defense. Like this is the first time in a while, like even going back, I'd say probably this is the best he's looked on defense in San Antonio. Um, He's I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say it's been that long since he's been a great defender. Not uh, like this, this is well, this great, but I will say this. In 2019, uh Kawhi was causing hell. Um 
versus Jimmy and Ben Simmons. And versus Giannis. So I'll say since 2019. Fair enough. But in any event, it doesn't take away from how great his defense has been. Um, Absolutely. And I didn't, after all the injuries, I didn't think it could still get there. But it shows, like, the mental makeup of what he can do. Mm-hmm. I really I really hope he can play game four. Um, because if he doesn't, I think the series is over. Um, I agree. I as agree. much as I hate to say it. But I... I'm still going to ride with my Clippers in seven prediction. Um, what are you going with? Um, honestly, I don't know. You know, as long as Kawhi healthy, I'm right with Kawhi. Let's, let's assume Kawhi is healthy and plays game four. Clips in seven. Interesting. Um, is it just because of the defense? and uh, Defense, depth, and... Most importantly, they got the best player in the series. I don't think nobody has outplayed Kawhi while Kawhi was on the court. I think I think Phoenix got the beneficiary of multiple calls in game two. I mean, Russell Westbrook, it looked like Russell Westbrook missed a dump, but they didn't call the hold of his jersey from Devin Booker. And that's a game where Westbrook went eight of eight from the free throw line. Last night, like real quick, last night, um, there was a play where uh, in transition where Devin Booker totally take fouled Russ, mm-hmm. and I think the Clippers were down five, mm-hmm. and that was such a huge no call. I don't know why they didn't call that. Yeah, I remember. Was, no, I and I know exactly what you, I know. You know exactly what I'm talking about, but it was man, that was such a bad miss. In such a pivotal game, I'm so, like, I kind of wanted the Clippers to win without Kawhi just to prove all the haters wrong. But um, yeah, I think JD, I think that's going to be all for us. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, of um, course, my brother. And make sure we check out the other stuff on the um, the pod this week. Um, make sure you check out. I did a monologue, like I said, catching us up on the other series. Um, Make sure you check out. Um, uh, make sure you check out Lynn Sanity with Devin Voss hopped on this week. That was a great episode. They talked to Eastern Conference. Um, make sure you listen to Circle City Cinema. Zach Griffith, Mandalorians wrapping up next final episode for their pod will be next week, and then Disgusting Brothers with me and Zach Griffith. Um, we'll be talking about that next week. I'm really looking forward to it. I cannot wait to talk to you guys. Um, be good. I will talk. JD had to hop off, but I will. we will be talking to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a lovely rest of your evening.